Welcome to the Faith at Work Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin. Each week I turn to Scripture to search for life lessons to share that are relevant to all people regardless of faith or religious background. In the coming week, we will be celebrating Thanksgiving, which is a national holiday, but it has religious overtones. Due to the pandemic, some of us may not be able to celebrate in ways that we have come accustomed to in the past. We may be separated from the ones we love and barred from our normal rituals and family and friends. But instead of focusing on what we are missing, Thanksgiving may serve as a reminder for us to appreciate what we have and what we have to look forward to. It's also a time for us to express our appreciation for those who have blessed us in our lives. When Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples, he followed his normal practice of blessing the meal. In the Gospel of Matthew, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Because before each act, he gave thanks. Giving thanks was a part of his normal prayer life. But now listen to this story of how Jesus is thanked for a healing he performs. It's from the Gospel of Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. It's the gospel of our Lord. Jesus developed quite a reputation as a healer during his short ministry in Galilee and Jerusalem. Wherever he went, he was besieged by people begging to be healed. In this case, he comes upon a group of ten lepers asking for his help. Leprosy was a particularly dreadful disease in Jesus' time. Not only did lepers suffer physically because people feared contracting their disease, they were cast out of society and lived on the borders of existence. It's not lost on our modern ears that the lepers practiced social distancing they kept their distance, it says. The major difference is that they were socially distanced for life. 
Now, Jesus heals in many ways, sometimes by touching and other times by acts of faith. In this case, he instructs the lepers to go and show themselves to the priests. Simply by their act of obedience, they are healed. They're on their way to the priests, and suddenly they realize that their disease had left them. This method of healing had the side benefit of demonstrating Jesus' power to the religious establishment, who were, to say the least, skeptical of him. He didn't send them to the priests for healing. He sent them so that the priests would witness what he had done. The point of this healing story is not so much the healing as it is about the response of the lepers who were healed. One of the lepers returns and loudly and publicly thanks God for healing him. Not insignificantly, the man was a Samaritan, a member of a foreign sect of Judaism that members of Jesus' religious community would have looked down upon. He was a low-status outsider. And Jesus responds with a simple question. Where are the other nine? Jesus says nothing more about it, but his simple question contains within it a scathing criticism of the nine of ten lepers who were healed who could not be bothered to say a simple thank you to Jesus or to God. What Jesus doesn't say is more powerful than what he does. Every person I know who reads this story gets the point, which is some people, maybe most people, are downright ungrateful. How could they overlook saying thanks, we wonder? This story gets us to start thinking about gratitude and the lack thereof. Like many of you, I grew up with the clear message that when somebody does something nice for you or gives you something, you say thank you. I can vividly remember my mother prompting me with the words, Now what do you say? To which I would timidly and dutifully respond, Thank you. My mother's prompting has stuck with me. I usually practice good manners in obvious situations requiring a thank you. I suspect, however, that I often fall short of expressing gratitude that would be satisfying to Jesus or my mother. I miss many opportunities to show my gratitude. I'm afraid I'm often numbered among the nine. Expressing gratitude is more than just a polite social convention. Gratitude is a particularly human form of expressing goodness and warmth. It binds us together. It makes us whole. It benefits not only the recipient of the thank you, but it also benefits the thanksgiver. Expressing gratitude can actually rewire our brains in positive and healthy ways. Put simply, gratitude is good for you. Psychologists show that people who express their gratitude are happier, show less depression. Boy, my mother was smarter than I ever imagined. Well, what is gratitude? 
For one thing, it's an emotion. It makes us feel happier when we express gratitude. While my mother encouraged me to express gratitude, it's something that already dwelt within me. It's in you. We might experience gratitude for people in our life, the companionship of a pet, or even just the feeling of the sun on our face on a summer day. It's a warm feeling. It's a positive emotion that starts on the inside and bubbles out. It starts with us, and then we can share it with others, and it's multiplied. Psychological research is showing that gratitude is more than just an emotion, though. It's also a practice. That means it's not entirely beyond our control. If we choose to do so, we can develop our gratitude. In doing so, we make ourselves happier and healthier, in addition to make others feel appreciated and validated. It's a practice to develop deeper relationships. I suspect that the American settlers who celebrated the first Thanksgiving hundreds of years ago were strengthened by that celebration. In that celebration, they turned their focus from the many hardships that they had experienced to the blessings that they had received from God and nature that made survival possible. And that helped them to go on. Today we give thanks not only for surviving, but for thriving. That's a good perspective with which to approach this Thanksgiving. Since gratitude is a practice, here are some things you might consider to strengthen your gratitude muscle during Thanksgiving and throughout the holiday season. Now, many families, as they gather to share their Thanksgiving dinner, go around the table and have each person name one thing or one person that they're thankful for. It's a simple thing to do. But this expression of gratitude may relate to a specific incident, or it may be just an expression of general gratitude to God and the universe. If you can't gather physically, this is something that can be done over Zoom or other social media, or just a phone call. This is a simple reminder that Thanksgiving is more than just a meal. During the holidays, keep a gratitude journal. Jot down the good things and the joys, large and small, that you're experiencing. Put aside some time at the end of each day to do this. See, otherwise we quickly forget. We can very easily be like the other nine who didn't take the time to give thanks. What Jesus did for them quickly passed from their minds. Try sending some random thank you notes to people who are important to you. Sometimes being thanked for something that seems relatively insignificant for no reason can be just as powerful as when we give thanks for the big things. We expect to be thanked for making major gifts, but thanking someone for a little kindness can be unexpected and therefore more appreciated. As you're writing your notes, move your attention to how this little project makes you feel. And look for silver linings. During the isolation restrictions of the past year, many of us have rediscovered the importance of our human relationships. 
We've learned to appreciate the simple joys of an evening playing board games or cards or just sitting down to a family dinner together. Looking for silver linings does not deny the sacrifices and the pain we've experienced. It just directs, redirects our energies in a more positive direction. It would probably do most of us some good to give some thought as to how we say thank you. Nine out of the ten lepers weren't particularly good at it. I've sometimes fumbled around my words when trying to express my gratitude. I end up kind of nodding and mumbling thank you, vaguely embarrassed by my lack of words. When we want to express our gratitude, it's important to first describe to the person what they did that you're grateful for in some detail. They might not even be aware of what they've done. Then acknowledge the effort or sacrifice that they made in what they did for you. And finally, describe in concrete terms the ways that their actions have affected you and may impact your future. Now, expressing gratitude should involve some thought and effort on our part. If gratitude is a natural emotion, what makes it so hard? Why didn't those other nine lepers come back? They couldn't really have forgotten so quickly. One obstacle to being truly thankful is our sense of entitlement. If we believe that we deserve everything good that happens to us, we don't have any reason to thank anybody else or God. All of us possess a measure of narcissism. The narcissist in us believes that we've earned everything that comes our way. You've heard the old expression, he was born on third base and believed he hit a home run. Thanking someone else is an admission that we're not as wonderful or as powerful as we think we are. In our materialistic and technological age, we have become enamored with the idea that we can do anything. Even in this pandemic, we place all of our hope on the ability of science to come up with curative treatments and vaccines. Now, those hopes are valid to an extent, but these attitudes lack the humility that not only do we need to be grateful to other people, ultimately, we owe everything to God. A humble doctor friend of mine once told me, I give the medicine, then I stand back and watch God do the healing. Or as a farmer might say, I plant the seed and stand back and got, watch God make them grow. If we are successful in life, we're more likely to have a high opinion of ourselves and we can begin to think that we're smarter than other people who aren't as successful. We're more worthy. We may attribute our success to our hard work, and that may be true. But we fail to acknowledge that it was God who gifted us with our intelligence. We can easily overlook the cultural, economic, and educational advantages that we were blessed with, over which we had limited control. Sometimes our success may just be a matter of being at the right place at the right time. If we take all of these factors into consideration, our best bet is to be grateful all the time. 
Let's go back to those ten lepers for a minute. Jesus says something interesting to the one who returned to give thanks. He said, said, get up and go on your way. Your faith has healed you. We were told that all ten were healed. So maybe Jesus was speaking of a different kind of healing to the tenth leper. What he was really saying was, get up and go on your way. Your gratitude has healed you. He was healed not only in body, but also in spirit. He had been healed to the fullness of life that the other nine missed out on. There's a message here for us. Give thanks in all things. Your gratitude will make you well. So this Thanksgiving, let's do all that we can to be grateful. Let's express our gratefulness to one another in every way that we can. But let us not neglect to thank God for all that we have been blessed with and the hope that we have for the future. Let us throw ourselves at Jesus' feet and thank God for getting us through this year. And he will say, Get up and go on your way. Your gratitude has healed you. So let's take a moment now and pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you have bestowed on my life. You have provided me with more than I could ever imagine. You have surrounded me with people who always look out for me. You have given me family and friends who bless me every day with kind words and actions. They lift me up in ways that keep my eyes focused on you and make my spirit soar. And Lord, I am so grateful for keeping those around me safe and loved. I hope that you provide me with the ability and sense to show them every day how much they matter. I hope that you will give me the ability to give them the same kindness that they have provided to me. I am extremely grateful for all your blessings in my life. I pray that you remind me just how blessed I am, that you never allow me to forget, to show my gratitude in prayer and returned acts of kindness. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. It's important to me that you showed up. It fills me with a sense of warmth and purpose. I know that your time is precious, and I'm grateful if you've shared it with me. God bless you and keep you this Thanksgiving and through this holiday season. Stay safe and healthy.